0: Today, the Chinese balloon finally shot down, but there's more to that story. Uh, Joe Biden refuses to take responsibility for Bidenflation, and a new Disney cartoon demands reparations for black Americans. We've got all of that and more coming up, but it all starts right now. Welcome to the News and Why It Matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez. Happy Monday. I am joined today by America's Favorite Cowboy, host of the Chad Prather Show, Chad Prather himself. I'm so glad that they named it the Chad Prather Show.
1: Well, we thought long and hard. uh, (laughs) It makes it it really easy to remember. There's a lot of vanity involved, (laughs) for sure.
0: Uh, I also want to welcome to the program, it is his first time on the show. We have Jackson Hinkle, independent reporter, uh, who is looking very dapper. I might add, and uh, Jorge Ventura, independent reporter, and also, okay, you're all looking dapper. You
1: keep saying saying independent reporter like they're unemployed. Jorge's (laughs) Jorge's <laughs> also unemployed reporter. <laughs> I just saw tamales on the street corner, guys, so I'm just happy to be here. I actually yeah. just
0: really loved them. I thought they were delicious and didn't want go. to pay him actual currency. There so, you go. Um, okay, so I want to get to this Chinese balloon story because obviously we talked about it on Friday, but since then, not only have things changed in the timeline, but we also found out things that we didn't know then. So uh, last Saturday was when the balloon was first detected over United States airspace over Alaska. Uh, Reportedly, the Biden administration did not want that to get out, so they knew. We did not. Uh, Monday, NORAD began tracking the balloon as it traveled into Canadian airspace. And then officials then realized that the balloon was a surveillance apparatus that carried equipment, uh, including a collection pod, solar panels, uh, motor and propeller, obviously. And so officials concluded that it could maneuver to fly over specific locations. Tuesday, the balloon re-entered US airspace over Idaho. um, And that was when the Defense Department alerted Biden, who then asked to shoot it down. They didn't do that, obviously. Wednesday, uh, Biden asked them, "Please shoot it down as safe as possible." Thursday, it's over Montana. That's when we saw the, you know, this the the footage from concerned citizens, like, "What the heck is this?" Uh, and then Friday. The Chinese Foreign Ministry released the statement acknowledging that the balloon is Chinese, but don't worry, guys. It's just a, a weather balloon that accidentally was oops, oopsies. It just made its way over uh, on top of all of your military bases, nuclear plants. That's just a coincidence, though. Don't 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 think about that. Uh, and then Saturday. They finally, uh, Biden spoke with General Austin multiple times about the mission to shoot the balloon. He said, we're going to take care of it. And that was when we saw those, the F-22 stealth fighter from Langley Air Force Base. uh, And they took down that balloon. Uh, I think that we have, yeah, we've got footage of that for those of you who are watching. Pretty crazy sight to see. But it's just fascinating because, you know, you have um, the Biden administration now pivoting and saying that this isn't the, well, hold on, this isn't the first time that there has been a balloon because under the Trump administration, there was also a balloon, but nobody said anything about that. Now the Trump administration is denying that that was the case. Um, And it's interesting because Representative Waltz uh, from Florida actually alleges that General Mattis and the Pentagon knew about balloons over Texas and Florida during the Trump administration, but they just never said anything to Trump because they were worried about what his actions might be in response to that, watch.
2: Balloons floating around under Trump. Yeah, I do think this is spin on the Biden White House's uh, part to say, well, it happened back then, they didn't shoot it down and and therefore to justify their dithering in inaction here. My office has been briefed by the Office of Secretary of Defense and the current Pentagon that it happened over Florida, it happened over Texas, uh, and that it's happened before. We have more detailed questions, but what's unclear, Stu, and this is the key point, is did the Pentagon under the Trump administration brief the Trump White House and give them the option to take action, or did they decide not to brief them for whatever reason? And there's some speculation, I've talked to Trump White House officials over the weekend, that the Pentagon deliberately did it because they thought Trump would be too provocative and too aggressive. Uh, So that's what we need to get to the bottom of. And one person I'm waiting to hear from that we haven't heard from in that whole list is former Secretary of Defense uh, and General Mattis, uh, who was the secretary during this time period. What did he know and what did he decide to pass on and brief to the president? At some point, the balloon will disappear from our headlines, but I don't think it's happening yet.
0: (laughs) So this happens. Everyone's questioning the Biden administration. And somehow we're all talking about what trump did or didn't do
1: well what we do know that trump did was he shut down the chinese consulate in houston which is something that joe biden who in my opinion is owned by china anyway is never going to do mm-hmm. so what you have to do is is look at not what happened did these things happen <clears throat> there's no question that espionage happens in our world There's no question about that we do it they do it as whoopi goldberg said in the world goes round and round we know that, but what are the consequences from having done it? And you look at the consequences from the Trump administration. Trump was, you know, he, he's soft in some areas, hard in some places. You got to look at where the consequences were. This balloon didn't just come in to the Aleutian Islands and then we got rid of her, it drifted back or something, no. It went through Alaska, then it came through mm-hmm. Idaho, then it came through Montana, then it came through South Dakota, it went through Nebraska, it went through Tennessee. I was on a plane coming home to Texas from Indiana, looking out the window, hoping to see <laughs> the thing at this point. Uh, you know, maybe we were gonna intercept at yeah. some point. I mean, this thing went over where we have <laughs> missile silos, it went over where our missile defense is. Uh, it, it went over some very sensitive parts of the United States. And they didn't shoot it down until it hit Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, which proves my point that everything gets shot in Myrtle Beach. So, uh, <laughs> listen, <to> me, it, <laughs> you just thought the border was bad. Yeah, go to Coastal Carolina. The, uh, <laughs> and so now, you know, they wait till it's all the way out over the ocean. And I get it. This thing's the size of three Greyhound buses. I, I appreciate the argument, at least, that we don't want to bring this thing down and potentially harm people on the ground, but come on, it's Montana. It's Montana.
0: You, you, certainly, you would think there's a, a large enough area that yeah. they could do that. Yeah.
1: I mean, then Before the Yellowstone boys, boys could have gone and picked it up, you know? I mean, just right. come on. Which, but it, but it, it, the point is, it, it passed a lot of the United States of America. What are the repercussions for that? We know, uh, We know this is Chinese. You know, pop two more balloons, you get a stuffed animal. And the irony of that is it comes from China, too. But either way, it should have been dealt with a lot quicker than it was. Yeah,
0: which I which I would imagine, Jackson, is why now we're having to have the conversation about whether or not it happened under Trump, because that would be their only deflection.
3: Yeah, I mean, I just think it's crazy that the Biden administration is pumping like nearly a trillion dollars into the military and they didn't have a way to safely take this balloon down out of the sky. It's like, what are we doing with our military then if we can't do that? Yeah. But um, I think it's a worthwhile discussion to talk about the safety and the caution of the Trump presidency. I mean, you look at Biden right now, he's taking us into World War III, probably with Russia and then with China. So maybe that is a good thing that we had caution under the Trump presidency because we're not seeing any of it right
4: mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. The, the story is just, is still very odd. Um, there's a lot of holes in it. I think one of the more important things is um, federal government actually didn't want the public to know at all, right It's a huge credit to the local media in Billings, Montana. They just I mean they exposed it. Uh, the other issue here, too, is with the Pentagon. I think this, is, this needs to be highlighted more. Is during the Trump administration, the Pentagon would actually lie to Trump on the progress in Afghanistan because they were scared that Trump would pull out and just end the war. So they wanted to keep the war going. So I could see the Pentagon not even briefing mm-hmm. Trump on this situation um, just from seeing the past. I think the other issue here, is, here too, is you got to watch for both sides of the media, right? Because both sides of the media. Are going to jump on the war margarine machine and just start to push it. Um, I mean, we already spent like 54% of our spendings on like military defense, and we can't even take the balloon down. So I think we have to be cautious here. It's a very odd story for China for China to even spy on us. They don't even need this balloon, so it's just a lot of weird right. things. Blinken was said to meet with China, then now that meeting is canceled. So there's a there's a the story is still odd, and I think we should just like slow down and pay attention to the media because they're going to push like the war mm-hmm. get really hawkish on this issue.
0: Well, um, I want to go back to to something that you touched on, Jackson, is how much money, you mentioned it too, Jorge, how much money we're spending on our United States military and what are we getting in return for it? Because I hear a lot about LGBTQ inclusivity training and, you know, I see these ads that they're making uh, to join the military using, you know, I don't know, like transgender people. Mm. Hi, I'm a lesbian Mm. and I joined the military and I really like it because it's really inclusive for me, you know, and it's like, heck yeah. at what point are we like, oh, 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 let me add on top of that, um, that we heard from a, a, I forget his title, but he was very high up in the military and he said, look, in about six months to a year, we're going to have to decide if we want to arm Ukraine or if we want to arm ourselves because we're running out of all of this stuff. It's like... What are, we, what are we doing here? Like, yeah, yeah. At what point do we go like, okay, maybe we should write this ship before China really does something, yeah. and we have absolutely no response?
1: Well, you know, and I, and I saw the, the lesbians in the Army video. It wasn't a government website I saw it on. But uh, <laughs> the funny thing about that is, and I've been saying this for a long time, is, you know, the more, you know, you tweeted a thing. And I'm going to make a lot of people mad, so if you watch my show after this one. Um, you tweeted a thing about the, the house husband or whatever, the stay-at-home yeah. husband, yeah. right? We are continually displaying this, this monumental weakness and, mm-hmm. and the, just the dissolution of society and cultural things that have made us strong for so many generations. And we're putting this on wide display for the world to see. Mm-hmm. We really are. I mean, if this thing had... Floated over Poland, if it had floated over Ukraine, what would have the story been there? And then, um, you know, the fact that this thing floats over the United States of America, uh, you know, the, the thing that people take for granted is Russia is not a superpower anymore. They're not a military superpower anymore. This is being demonstrated right now on the world scale as well. We're seeing their, a lot of their weakness. They, they've been bankrupt for a long time. China, on the other hand, is a different story. Mm-hmm. When you don't show a strong arm towards a strong opponent, then you're displaying and, you, and you're just advertising weakness in this situation. So you have to ask yourself, what, what's the point here? Mm-hmm. Who are we scared of? Right. Who is? scared it's, of? And
4: so it's important to remember, Chad, uh, it was early last year when the Biden officials met with China officials in Alaska, and the Alaska officials literally told the United States officials in their face, the United States can no longer speak to China from a, a position of strength anymore. The and I, and I, Yeah, and yeah. I feel like right there you kind of start, start, start to see that balance of power shift yeah. and then almost know that they're getting stronger. And I mean, we're always occupied in the Middle East. Now we're occupied with Ukraine. I mean, China has all the energy to focus on us right now.
0: And they're they're buying up a lot of our land, mm-hmm. right? In this country they're well they have TikTok so i guess they don't even need to buy up all of our land who knows what they're collecting on TikTok as he
1: hides his iphone yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> they well right but i'm just saying like they've got they've got all of these things working for them they enter our our airspace with yep. a balloon and we do nothing about it yeah i mean you got to imagine it's just a matter of time
3: yeah i mean the the fact of the matter is that china's economy is flourishing they've been able to lock in on major commodities markets and trade with nations we used to do trade with all across the world. And in return, we're not waging an economic war from the perspective Mm -hmm. of the United States. We're trying to wage like a real Mm -hmm. war and take us to World War Three, which Mm -hmm. the American people don't want. So it's completely crazy to see what this Biden administration
1: is doing. Yeah. Two things. Why is he so good looking on <laughs> camera? And, and you know, the second thing is, watch and see if they don't start making advances. China doesn't start making more advances on Taiwan, because yep. now we've shown them we're not going to shoot you down. Right. And you, you send a balloon in. We're not going to pop that thing.
0: Yeah, it really does feel. I, I try. I try to leave the doom and gloom stuff for uh, our buddy Glenn Beck. Who? But I, it really does, it's starting to feel like everything is closing in because you have Russia and Ukraine and you have uh, China and Taiwan. And it's like, wh- wow, that looks like a lot of uh, yeah. world conflicts that we're going to have to be a part of.
1: It's a multifaceted, multifaced, multifront war.
0: Yeah, great. Can't wait. Yeah, thanks, good I hate kill it. Kill me, I don't
1: like this world anyway. <laughs> yeah,
0: thanks, I hate it. Um, all right, well, let's take a quick break. We'll be back with more. First, we want to thank our sponsor, <laughs> Pure Health. So, Chad and I know this, because mm-hmm. we drink tequila. You gotta yeah. take care of your liver, okay? You gotta do it now more than ever. Why? Because the latest data from the American Heart Association indicates that adults with fatty liver were three and a half times more likely to have heart failure failure than those without. The American Liver Foundation says that 100 million Americans have fatty liver, which means many people are at risk, and you might not know it. So uh, you throw everything at at your livers. It detoxifies your body. So cholesterol, alcohol, toxins, Tylenol, cigarettes, whatever. I know we maybe some of us lead unhealthy lifestyles, and maybe we should change those lifestyles, but that's for a different time, okay? Uh, your liver helps function, helps you with over 500 key functions every day. It's time for you to help your liver. You can use liver health formula. It's an all-natural supplement which contains 12 clinically proven botanicals that help recharge and protect your liver. It's manufactured right here in the United States. Unlike all of those medicines and supplements that are manufactured in China, which is, again, another conversation, all right? You gotta try liver health formula. Receive five free gifts when you order today. Or you will receive a free bottle of blood sugar formula to reduce sugar cravings and more. You're gonna get 4 ebooks to support every aspect of your health over at getliverhelp.com slash news. That is getliverhelp.com news. FOR THE BIDEN ADMINISTRATION, A NEW ABC NEWS WASHINGTON POST POLL FOUND THE HIGHEST NUMBER OF AMERICANS IN FOUR DECADES SAY THEY ARE WORSE OFF UNDER THE CURRENT ADMINISTRATION. THERE'S 4 IN 10 AMERICANS THAT SAY THEIR FINANCIAL SITUATION HAS GOTTEN WORSE SINCE JOE BIDEN TOOK OFFICE. AND uh, THIS IS THE WORST IN POLL DATING BACK TO OVER 37 YEARS. UNDER PRESIDENT TRUMP DURING THE SAME PERIOD IN HIS TERM, JUST 13% OF PEOPLE HAD SAID THINGS HAD GOTTEN WORSE while well, 25% of Americans had said that they were doing better. Uh, the same poll also found that roughly six in 10 self-described Democrat adults do not want Biden to win nomination for the role. Again, I would just like to stress this, six in 10 Democrats themselves don't want Biden at the helm of things. Um, and I, I wanna, you know, obviously we're talking about the economy here. I wanna, I wanna play for you guys a clip of Joe Biden um, discussing inflation in particular and this is something you know we call it bite inflation this is something that that he has not wanted to take i guess no one wants to take credit for it but take responsibility for this and uh <laughs> things did not change over the weekend when uh he was caught snapping at a reporter over not taking responsibility for inflation watch
1: Are I taking
4: blame for inflation no why not because it was already there when I got here, man. Remember what the economy was like when I got here? Jobs were hemorrhaging. Inflation was rising. We weren't manufacturing a damn thing here. We were in real economic difficulty. That's why I don't.
0: I, I just, like, it really, really uh, gets me when they constantly use this whole, like, oh, well, when I took office, things were horrible. No one had jobs. The economy was like, yeah, we were in the middle of an unprecedented pandemic where you guys decided to give everyone a whole bunch of bailout money because you didn't want to let them go to work and feed their families at the end of the day. So yeah, I guess things were a little bit weird, but other than that, pre-COVID, the economy was booming under Trump. So it's just fascinating to watch him continue to try to put blame on Trump when it was Trump's policies that put us in a good economic situation. What has Joe Biden done since he's gotten in office? Spend, 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 spend money that we don't have. Our children aren't going to have. Our grandchildren aren't going to have. Our great-grandchildren are not going to have. These are assets that they are selling off that nobody is ever going to have. And Joe Biden's over here snapping at reporters for asking him when he is going to take responsibility for the mess that he is perpetuating.
1: Well, it's an office you ran for, Joe. You ran for it. You wanted the position. You wanted the job in spite of whatever troubles were going on in the world and in the country that that you're now blaming on the former administration, or what does he call him, the the former guy. You want to blame him, but you took the job saying you could fix it. I mean, if I recall, during the primaries, you said if you got the nomination and ultimately became president, you'd even cure cancer. So, I mean, there's a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, pre-existing conditions going on in the country here, Joe. You wanted the job. You ran on the promise that you were going to fix this. And now, I don't remember anybody using the term Trumpflation. No. But no. Bidenflation is a thing. Right. It is a thing. And this, this presidency has become a joke when only 37% of Democrats, as you pointed out, are wanting him to run again in 24. Mm it's become a joke. Everybody knows that he is a, he's limp. I mean, he's got nothing. He's licking the window somewhere in a basement. He's got nothing. He's not aware. He's, this is run by the epitome of senility and uh, everybody knows it. And so that's why he lashes back the way he does.
0: Right. Because I mean, especially when you're looking at uh, what he has done since to, let's say that what he's saying is true and that it was Trump's policies that led us into this mess, which, would argue is completely inaccurate, but let's say that it was true. Right. What has he done to help that? What's what, the solution? What was, what was the Inflation Reduction Act about? Green right. energy.
1: Green energy. That's it. I mean, that's exactly nothing. what Al Gore said in Davos <laughs> last week or two weeks ago. And they were
0: proud of it, too. Yeah. They're like, well, we managed to get through the uh, this unprecedented bill, you know, all of this green energy stuff that we're going to do. Um, and we called it the Inflation Reduction Act, even though it does nothing to reduce inflation. In fact, it just makes it worse. But we're just going to continue spending more of your money on our pet projects.
3: Yeah, we've got uh, higher costs, lower efficiency energy through the Inflation Reduction Act. He sent $120 billion over to Ukraine, and you know this is my first time really getting to visit Dallas here this week, and I went to the JFK Museum the mm-hmm. other day at the Dallas Book Depository, and I saw back then in JFK's presidency, the national debt was $8 billion. We've wow. sent $120 billion <laughs> to Ukraine in less than a year, yeah. wow. and he's trying to act like that he's the hero trying to solve inflation. Couldn't right. be further from the truth. Yeah.
4: And we, we already spent more money in Ukraine than the Middle East. Um, 64% of Americans right now who are making six figures are, are living paycheck to paycheck. During the peak of inflation, people actually forgot there were seniors living in retirement homes that actually could only eat one time a day. So they were just mm-hmm. eating dinner because they didn't have the money. I've spent countless of hours on the ground interviewing working class people, um, doing stories on why the Latinos are shifting to the right off the uh, off economics. Um, the middle class is just getting crushed. Uh, we used to have a time in America where the dad could, could could literally raise a whole family on one single income. The mom could stay home. That life is destroyed. I don't know anyone that, that has that life anymore. I'm a millennial from California. There's no millennial that owns a home. I mean, it's just, we, we've been absolutely crushed. And the middle class continues to get fleeced, and the people who voted for Biden were these elites, coastal elites that, that you know have mansions that live in Malibu, California. They don't relate to anyone in the, in the working class, so for them, it you know there's no effect. But on the rest of us, we're finally getting crushed. I'm actually surprised by that stat that six out of ten Democratic voters are feeling this way. Mm-hmm. Um, it's getting really interesting. I, um, if I was a betting man, I think they're going to they're, they're positioning Gavin Newsom to, to be that yeah, front runner for yeah, them. Yeah,
0: yeah. That they're going to have to pivot. Yeah. How do you step out of that right, optics right. wise. I don't know how that how that happens. So I,
1: I listen, I wanna know who what PR firm is gonna make Gavin Newsom look like a good option because he's so fiscally responsible based <laughs> on the results in California, yeah. and then they're gonna put him in charge of the entire federal government. I uh, yeah, I wanna see how they spend but that. What? Chad,
4: they did it with Sleepy Joe, they're gonna do
1: it with Gavin. I, I, it's okay. amazing to me.
0: Okay, okay, this but this is why I drink. But <laughs> and I know that, that we brought this up before, but how do you okay, optics-wise, two things. How do you get Joe out right. without admitting this guy is is has dementia dementia he's sick like we got to get him out of here we're going to take him off in a wheelchair and put him dump him directly in the nursing home and how do you get past Kamala Yeah who sick. is sitting there thinking she's going to be the person they've just hailed her as like the first all all of the all of the boxes she checks they're like oh my gosh first uh what was it Indonesian first woman <laughs> first all of the boxes and then they're like Yeah, we don't like it.
1: that much. Listen, here's the deal. You want to know the truth, America? You want to know the truth? Here's what they're going to do. They're going to give Joe the option to quit, all right? Well, no, man. Listen, Jack, he's going to think he's in charge because they're going to have a senile old man with dementia who's going to get the anger reaction, and and they're going to be like, okay, Joe, look, we're giving you the choice. Leave peacefully, step down, go out with dignity, or else. They'll figure out a way to get him out of the way. Now, Kamala, I don't know if she's self in like she's taking her own drugs or they're giving her the drugs, <laughs> but she is high as a kite. Like she doesn't know she's vice president. Yeah. They turned her into another Joe Biden and then Bob and Doug went back to the Kennedy Space Center. They suited up, they waved to their family and they got on an elevator and they went, 20 stories up and, then, and the tanks been on and filled with, ha. and then they launched. Listen, she's a moron, we know that. But now they've got her on shrooms. She doesn't have a clue what's going on. So that's how they're going to do it. They're just phasing her out, literally, by getting her phased. Yeah, yeah. So just watch and see. She she's, is the only
4: she, person that's, like, literally more unpopular she's than Biden. Ad- yeah. like, so oh, they,
1: listen, they, they, listen, it's the same thing they did with Barack Obama. They had to put, one, the news media could never let Obama fail because he was black. Yeah. So the other thing was they had to put a moron underneath him as vice president so that he could never be impeached or they could never get rid of him. They did the same thing. Like you had to find somebody more unlikable and dumber than Joe Biden. (laughs) How hard do you have to search for that human being? They did it. That's why the Democrats are kicking our ass because they're just smarter than us. They'll just throw whatever up there. It's like, Hey, look, it's Plato. You're going to love it.
0: Well, and, and they, OK, so I want to play, just to kind of go along with that, I want to play Pete Buttigieg over the weekend. I love that guy. Uh, do you? <laughs> so
1: much. And
0: I want, I want to play, because I, <laughs> he's talking about Joe Biden's accomplishments, which he claims are just so vast and so great, he, it's, it's hard to even, like,
4: <laughs> yeah, nail them you.
0: down, right? And so I'm listening to this, and I'm like, do these people actually believe this? Because, as Jorge, you pointed out, they're like these elites who live in a completely different right. world. Or are they just trying to run cover and think that it might work and the American public will be like, well, screw my higher grocery bills and my higher gas prices and all of the, you know, I can't even find eggs at the store. And if I can, I can't afford them. Whatever. Pete Buttigieg is telling me that Joe Biden's actually doing a great job. So I guess I'll just believe it. Watch.
2: He's got a lot of things to tell. Why do
4: you think that it has not penetrated the American public? Well, these it's things penetrated. don't sell themselves, and it's one of the reasons <laughs> I'm really looking forward to that, that State of the <laughs> Union address. Uh, the I will say that age. there have been so many accomplishments under this administration, it can be difficult to sound. list them thing. in a distilled yeah, way.
0: Talk more. Oh, a little bit more it's just, so it's not that he sucks. It's just that... It's, there's been so many accomplishments, it's difficult to list them in a distilled it, It's
1: kind of hard to, like, boil it down. <laughs> right. Right. right? They're just so, ooh, ooh, ooh. He's like, oh, do we even we have the time to, to talk first. about it? Oh, <laughs> the, the pressure of a name. Like, oh, you want a name? Like, you want me to call something out? Wow. You know, I like I'll how, how Todd is
4: trying to help him. He's like, he has so many to tout. And then
1: is <laughs> yeah. like, yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, you know Where what? I tell you, it's three or four of them, but I've been on paternity leave. <laughs> <laughs> Hadn't really been around. Me and Chasen have been smuggling.
0: He goes, uh, when is the next break? I got to go chest feed.
1: <laughs> um, all
0: right, let's go ahead and uh, let's take a quick break. We'll be back with more. He's in a gay army video.
1: Just <laughs> <laughs> boys. boys. Yeah.
0: I love this story. Uh, New York City is in the center of a nationwide migrant crisis. How does it feel over there, New York City? Now you're finally getting a taste of what we have been dealing with for a very long time here in Texas. But uh, disgruntled migrants are fed up with the crime in in New York, the irony there. And uh, the New York taxpayers are paying for uh, migrants to go to Canada. (laughs) This is actually (laughs) happening. So, So imagine if you will, let's just backtrack a little bit, okay? They cross the border. Jorge, I'm going to go to you first because you (laughs) practically have lived at the border uh, in the last couple of years, spent a lot of time there. So they cross the border illegally into this country. And places like, you know, Texas have um, or sometimes it's the El Paso mayor himself who gathers these people. They're not like rounding them up and caning them. They're like getting their permission. Right. They're signing forms Mm. saying, yes, we will. Uh, were fine to, to take this bus to a sanctuary city. Uh, you know, one of those places was New York, so they're busing them to New York, who claims that they are going to take care of these migrants. And now New York is like, yeah, we don't like it, we're gonna send you to Canada instead, and uh, the taxpayers are paying for it. I freaking love this so much.
4: It's a funny story because, You literally have border towns in Texas with, like, populations of, like, maybe 10,000 people, right? right? Yep, They're getting completely overrun, Mm -hmm. and so they started busing them to New York City. The El Paso mayor, who is a Democrat, started his his own busing program, started busing uh, these migrants to New York City. New York City, which has all the infrastructure in the world. Mm -hmm. I mean, they have everything, all the money. They started complaining, and now they can't handle it. It's just, it's one of those it has to be one of the funniest stories ever. And then, mm-hmm. So now they're paying thousands of dollars of millions. The federal government and uh, Joe Biden does not want to reimburse these cities. I actually just left Denver. Denver's also uh, has a Democratic mayor and a Democratic governor. They've been getting so many migrants busted Denver, they started busing them to Chicago and New York. Chicago and New York got on the phone and were like, please stop, right. like, we cannot handle this. Right. So it's, it's a complete mess. From my personal belief, I think the only reason Biden even visited the border um, in the um, last month was literally just because he's getting pressure now from his own party. Right. His own right. party is asking him to reimburse him. So, it's it's a it's a situation that I mean I think for us it's you almost have to laugh at because it's like well, what how do how do you expect a little Del Rio? Mm-hmm or El Paso, or La Jolla, or McAllen to handle this amount of, amount of migrants if a major city can't even do it. Right. And these migrants are not being tortured like they wanna be on these buses, because right. um, if not, they're literally living on the streets of El Paso, which I've, I've interviewed uh, families and stuff. So it's a situation that's, had, that's gotten to the point where the, even the Democratic Party has to now address, even uh, Governor uh, Gavin Newsom went to the border when Title 42 was supposed to expire, and did this whole video saying, "We we cannot afford for Title 42 to go because California can't take mm-hmm. any more migrants." So now we're seeing the Democratic Party say, "Hey, hold on, hold on, uh, we don't want any more Browns here, please." Right, so, right, so that's exactly, where we are. So exactly. they're feeling the pain of with these little towns in. Texas and Arizona are going through every day.
0: Yeah, which is why you know at the time it was very uncomfortable to see These illegal immigrants being bused further into mm-hmm. the interior of the country, right? Because you're like actually maybe just put them on the bus and send them back over the border would be the right call However, if it takes this type of thing to get as you mentioned mm-hmm. these Democrat states to actually wake up and go Oh, hold on. Maybe this isn't a policy that we should have. Maybe we should change the policy then I guess, you know, it's served its purpose. I would also argue I can't wait to see Justin Trudeau calling up Joe Biden (laughs) like, hey, could you guys please close the border? Because we don't want the brown people here either. Yeah,
4: Yeah. These guys are selling tamales on the streets without (laughs) permits.
0: Without
3: permits. I just think that it makes uh, it's going to make it much more clear for legislators from New York and California and D.C. to understand what's happening when they are waging coups and regime change attempts in all these Latin American countries mm-hmm. and they're displacing all these people and they're coming to the United States. They're being used as political pawns, but mm-hmm. that is still a better way of life for them to live in these Latin American countries that are being completely screwed over by the United States, to be honest, and a lot of these liberal politicians that are just waging economic warfare on them. so. I think, hopefully, you know, this might actually change some real substantive policy that will strike at the root of the problem and stop what's happening in Latin America. But, I don't
1: know, you laugh. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm no, a little too right. young and hopeful. No, Am right. I? <laughs> no I just, the, the, the humor I found in something you said just kind of triggered something is, is one, I think about the Martha's Vineyard debacle, right, mm-hmm. when yep. it's in forty-eight. You know, Browns there, and they got them out of there within 36 hours. I mean, can you imagine if they'd have flown a Chinese balloon over Martha's Vineyard, how quick that thing would have come down? But, but, the only point I'll make to this because I think you guys summed it up nicely is uh, imagine you leave a dictatorship in an oppressive re- oppressive regime in places like venezuela make your way all the way to America the land of freedom and the next thing you know you're under the oppressive regime of Justin trudeau <laughs> yeah
0: exactly exactly
1: good luck guys
0: so I-, I was um I hate to bring up like random twitter conversations because we all knew twitter we all know twitter is a cesspool but it was fascinating because there was a, a leftist who was going back and forth, uh, not with me initially, but on my timeline, and made the, the statement that, oh, my, my MAGA family members um, say that if the border is left open, that the United States will become a third world country. And he, they were saying how racist that is. And I'm like, no, it's not. I mean, that's a very accurate statement, and it's not racist at all.
1: Go ahead. And it's proven by the great economist Milton Friedman, who said you can have one of two things: you can have a welfare state or mm-hmm. you can have an open border. You mm-hmm. can't have
0: both. You can't have both. We
4: actually have major cities in the United States who have a higher homicide rate than third-world cities now. Yeah. Mm. And the United States, you know, when I speak to these migrants, they don't even look at it as a country anymore. No they just look at it as like an economic zone, knowing that hey, if we could just make it there, we'll be we'll be right. taken care of. And it just waters down what it even means to be an American citizen. When I first started covering the border. You know, and you started filming migrants that were very shy. Obviously, they don't want to be on camera. I mean, now I f- I'm at the yep. border. As they're crossing illegally, they're literally like on Facebook Live celebrating. They're smoking cigarettes. Like, it's it's a it, we, we just become a big joke, and it's the American middle class that gets hurt by this. There's this famous clip back in like 2015 of Bernie Sanders being interviewed by like this progressive journalist, and he goes like, "How come you don't support open borders?" Mm-hmm. And he goes, "Because it's a Koch brothers conspiracy, saying that if we just have open borders." all these migrants, they're gonna undermine American wages and the corporations will love it. And I mean, that's exactly what's happening. The other dark side of this border issue is the unaccompanied minors. We've already had over a quarter million unaccompanied minors reach the border. According to Axios, as we guys all know guys, Axios is not some right wing tablet. Mm -hmm. One out of three unaccompanied minors that get released inside the United States, the US government is losing track of. Mm -hmm. So we are literally losing kids in our system. That's something that's not talked about. It's something when you watch Lizzo or the Grammys, they're not virtual singing, saying, oh my God, these kids at the border. I mean, they literally don't care because it's it's their guy in office just because he has a D next to his yeah. name. Yeah,
2: yeah.
1: And we don't wanna talk about any of that stuff nope. out of fear of being accused of being mean. Right. Exactly. right. And that's what, again, I'm gonna introduce you guys to a term on my show tonight. I'm, I'm a theistic barbarian. Oh. Going forward, yes. Okay. Yes. Okay, job. that's how you we're identify? Changing, you're changing, I am a theistic I love Jesus, but I cuss. <laughs> I'm a theistic barbarian. I, I'm just we're going there.
0: Um all right, let's uh let's It'll go ahead and let's go ahead and take a quick break. We'll be back with more.
1: Get mean, Sarah. Well,
0: it's just such a dumb argument. To argue that you're not the compassionate person because you don't want yeah. to be All right, parents, alert, alert, alert. If you still have Disney Plus, which I would argue you should not, based off of uh, previous programming that they have put in front of your children, but uh, they continue to try to indoctrinate them. A recent episode of The Proud Family, uh, Louder and Prouder on Disney Plus, featured kids singing to a song about reparations. Watch.
3: this country was built on slavery which means slaves slaves built this country we
0: the descendants of slaves in america have earned reparations for their suffering and continue to earn reparations every moment we spend submerged in the systemic prejudice racism and
1: white white supremacy supremacy. we demand our 40 acres and a mule you can keep the mule keep the 40 we're taking I wonder how many white animators drew that <laughs> I mean Disney's not a black owned company so I'm just saying how much has Disney given back in reparations at this point I mean I saw a video of some black kids beating the hell out of a white girl the other day I mean do they deserve reparations I mean what, what are we doing I mean are we going to treat people by their merits or are we just going to continue down this nonsense of being an affirmative action society and, and then you're going to pander this stuff out launder it and then laugh at it or in whatever way you can use any medium possible to keep perpetrating this nonsense. This is a lie, this is historic revisionism. Um, it's um, we, We've already seen that BLM is a joke. That uh, mm-hmm. was a pandering grift organization that we know the results of where that goes. Um, this is not something that's come from it's it's dishonesty. It's dishonesty. And again, if you could start early, it's just like taking kids to a drag show. And when I say that, I'm not talking about the racing kind. <laughs> you take kids to the family friendly drag shows. Uh, this is indoctrination starting at the earliest possible, most innocent age.
0: Yeah, it's really, really um, sad to see Disney going this route.
1: Yeah, 100 percent. I mean, I remember
3: when I was younger, it's like the TV shows and the cartoons talked about you know the golden rule, treating others the way you want to be yeah. treated. Good life principles, stuff mm-hmm. like that. You know, lessons from the Bible. And now we have all white people are bad, and they owe me money mm-hmm. based upon something I have no knowledge about. And I, I must have missed in that song. I didn't hear them talking about how you know, when we brought the slaves over here, there was active slave trades in Africa that we actually purchased them right. from. But maybe that's the next episode. <laughs> I don't know. We'll have too. to. We'll have
0: to wait with bated breath to see. Maybe that's the next episode. I, however. I'm quite confident that it's not.
4: This, it's just like a, this, is like the worst time to grow up as a kid. Cause it's like. Yep. I'm so lucky that we're finally doing it because it's like when I grew up, it was just like we were just watching like Spongebob mm-hmm. and like yep. bo- Johnny Bravo was like trying to get chicks and like it was just like simple <laughs> stuff. It now, wasn't, they're like, this-
0: now they're like, Elmo has AIDS. <laughs> yeah, it's like, <laughs> like it's like, what? you know, when, when you're a kid,
4: you're, like, and the thing is like when you're a kid, you're not even, you don't care for this stuff like at all. Yeah. Um, even in your teenage years, like no one cares about this stuff. So it's just like, I don't, I don't know who this is preaching to. Maybe it's like those coastal elite rich, you know, rich kids. Maybe they, they love this stuff, the white liberals, but the majority of folks, we don't even connect to this. Um. It's just it's just sad to see where it's going. I didn't even know they were still making content like this. So, um, man, this yeah. going down, down and downhill right now.
0: Well, it's just I mean, you obviously a parent shouldn't allow that. You know what your children are consuming. Right. But it's just really frustrating because when you're trying to solve this problem of, you know, black people being. Uh, feeling oppressed, feeling, you know, resentful towards white people for all of these things. And you have these this programming that's clearly trying to mm. drum up anger and hatred in these youth. Uh, should we be surprised when, you know, black youth are growing up and they're mad at white people and they obviously already have a chip on their shoulder and are you know racist against white people because they're watching this? So it's just it's like. Again, I would argue that the par- it's up to the parent to know what their child is consuming, but that's not gonna happen. So it's hard to know how this gets
1: turned around. There's no history being taught. There's no critical thinking. There's no fathers in the home. Yeah. Um, th- there, uh, you, but, so, but hold on, because but, you
0: get called a racist when you say that. Jason Whitlock can say it, but, yeah. but, but we're not allowed well, to say it. Well,
1: again, I'm a theistic barbarian. I say whatever the <laughs> hell I wanna say. I can be mean, because I'm not afraid of you. And the thing is, it's a fact. You can't deny it. It is a fact. You by revising your history are completely losing your history by per- by perpetrating and portraying a culture that's untrue and believing in a lie, you are literally destroying your culture. Listen These progressives are their own worst enemies. They really are because they say, well, we want this utopian society where everybody gets the reputation, uh, reparations and and everybody gets everything that they want, stuff like that. Listen, you are an imperfect person. We live in an imperfect society. And if you create the perfect society, all you're going to do is destroy that too because perfect societies can't exist with imperfect people in them. And we have things like fatherlessness and mm-hmm. sinful nature and envy and cult- uh, you know covetousness and jealousy and greed and murder and hate and all of these different things and as long as those things exist we're going to continue to whitewash it to use a term to with little things like this to try to put a cute little rhyme and song together for kids yeah I think the progressives are actually pretty racist because, uh, yeah. I mean, if you think
3: about it, they're far more gun ho about sending all their money to Ukraine and to Zelensky's cocaine habit than they are the like, reparations. Talk Nazis too. Yeah, and the Nazis in <laughs> no. Ukraine, and you know, they're far more you know gun ho about sending it to the kids' drag shows to fund those all across the world than they are reparations in the United States. So it's just uh, you know racist virtue signaling from I gotta, Disney. I got to
1: call Zelensky.
4: <laughs> and we're also like we're de- we're destroying the next generation because it's like you turn on the TV this is what you're getting right. fed, you turn on the cell phone, you're going on TikTok, and just mindlessly scrolling. I mean, we're destroying them. We're literally destroying them, and yeah. we're creating division in our country mm-hmm. when in China, they're not doing anything yep. like this. No. They, they have their, their their TikTok is a lot different. Yep. Their they're algorithms yep. work, It's if you're actually being like a man on there, it'll, it'll promote that. It promotes that, that, that type of message. Over here, it's just straight. It, we're just dividing each other. When at the end of the day, it's a rule, it's a class warfare. It's mm-hmm. the middle class against the, the very top. Um, but this continues to get pushed. And look, at the end of the day, Disney's actually losing a ton of profit. Like they're actually trying to save Disney Plus. But if they continue going down this route, I think families, yeah. whether they're left or the right, will probably start to cancel this stuff out. I
0: hope so. All right, we got to take a quick break. We'll be back. Lots of record making going on at the Grammys, none of it good uh, last night. Viewers not only witnessed a tribute to Satan, they were also graced with a performance from the first Transgender Grammy Award winner, Kim Petras. Uh, Let's watch some of this disgustingness. Boy, the irony there is not lost on me. Um, Golly, you know, we used to get pushback when we would say, no, Hollywood is full of a bunch of, you know, like uh, Satanists and Satanic, you know, uh, energy. And um, there's a lot of gross stuff going on there. And people used to be like, that's a conspiracy theory. And now they're just like, no, yeah, we, we
1: actually really do worship Satan. And we love it. I mean, we've been saying it all along. We get called a the conspiracy theorist for calling this stuff out. But right. hey, congratulations on my buddy Cody Johns for winning Country Music Song of the Year, um, and uh, Matt Rogers, and my longtime friend, childhood friend, Ben Stennis, the writer's All right, are right already, okay. okay. I wanna
0: talk about the Satan stuff. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, no. let's give credit where it's due. <laughs> I mean, they probably worship Satan too, but whatever.
0: <laughs> I would like to believe that it doesn't touch the country music world yet. Yeah. I'd like to believe. Well, well. Well, well. <laughs> gentlemen
3: ah uh, america's completely lost the plot i mean what else can you say yeah, that's true. you yeah. look at russia right now and even in the midst of war it's like they don't have this much satanism you know prevalent in their country they would never allow anything like this to happen and in america not only are we allowing it to happen but you're probably gonna have joe biden come out and give a speech tomorrow about how amazing this was and how you know <laughs> Joe biden was
0: a pr- presenter at the award show there you go wow.
3: there you go yeah. so it's just it's just rank propaganda of the american people
0: <sighs> Jorge,
4: I don't know if this is a conspiracy, but I would think that they would almost do this on purpose to to like just outrage conservatives because yeah, I've seen yeah. you know and and uh, maybe they're playing into it, but who, but who knows? Um, but I mean, at the end of the day, are we are we shocked anymore? I don't think anyone even watches the Grammys. People are over it. Uh, we I don't know. It's it's just dead to me the whole thing. Yeah. You know,
0: it's just kind yeah. of like a. And brought Circle to you by Pfizer, for, it's
4: beautiful. It's yeah. like the cherry on top.
0: Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, All right, those of you who have not heard yet, we are doing a State of the Union roast tomorrow night. It is at 7 Central, 8 Eastern. Uh, this guy over here, Chad Prather's going to be there. I'm going to be there. Alex, a Super Gear. we hope that you will join us, and we will see you all tomorrow.
3: Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.